You are currently listening to a Suffolk Free Radio podcast. The views and opinions expressed are minor inconveniences are the views and opinions of the show personalities only and do not reflect those of Suffolk University, Suffolk Free Radio, or those of the Student Leadership and Involvement Office. Adult language may be used, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of Minor Inconveniences with Julie and Karen. Today we're going to be talking about... ESL. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Um, I don't know what prompted. We had this conversation like last week and I feel like sometimes we should just literally talk and record our <laughs> conversations because like what we say like unfiltered is is actually really good. So yeah, this episode is basically about like ESL and our experience with just like growing up speaking more than one language at home and having to speak a different language at school. Mm-hmm. So I did have to take ESL from, I think it was like, I don't know if I started in kindergarten. It was pretty young. From like kindergarten to like second or third grade. Karen, you didn't have to, but it was offered at your Mm -hmm. school. Um, We went to two different middle schools, same district, so pretty much like same policy and everything. But I remember when I was like pretty young, it must have been like kindergarten or first grade, and they like took me out of class one day, and they just don't explain anything. They probably thought I didn't understand them, honestly. (laughs) But they took me out of class and they were like, yeah, like this is going to be ESL. and Or like, I think they call it ELL sometimes. Yep. But like for me, it was called ESL, but it's basically like English, oh, English second language or English language, language learning, um, something like that. So they took me out and they said like, we're going to like do that. Honestly, I don't even think they explained it to me. They just started like teaching me English basically, like reading, grammar, oh. stuff like that. And I, like, did it, obviously, because, like, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what to do. But, like, it was now that, like, I'm looking back on it as I'm older, um, like, in retrospect, it was just so pointless of me to do that because they just assumed that because I was speaking a different language at home that I didn't know English or that I needed more help with English. But what they didn't realize is that, like, a lot of these children, if they have, like, immigrant parents or parents that speak a second language they're learning both at the same time like they can do both consecutively or both like (laughs) they can do both simultaneously yes they can do both simultaneously and that's what was happening with me because I love to read like they didn't know that they didn't care to ask (laughs) I love to read like I read like three books a day like growing up and so my English was great my reading was great I was reading at a very very high level like it was very weird because like during class we had those like reading circle groups like I was always in like the highest group you know how they like color coded you I was always in the highest group and yet I was taking these like ESL classes and I was like for what because they are not they're not helping me um so I just think it's really interesting I feel like um I don't have any siblings that are that young or that like went through that but like I think they are making the shift away from that or at least like asking parents or children themselves before because I they genuinely just took like whatever kids and put them into these groups like I was with like a bunch of other kids that are also like people of color or like minorities and I'm like why are we all here because I'm sure like most of our English is perfectly fine Mm -hmm. what was the experience like at your school so I actually so I got to Malden when I was in sixth grade so I did K through five in Revere which literally like you can have one foot in Revere and one foot at Malden like that's how close they are so the move wasn't, like, that crazy. It wasn't that different for me. Um, honestly, I should have been in an ESL <laughs> program because my parents only spoke Spanish to me when I was younger. And much like what Julie said, like, your immigrant parents, like, put that pressure on you to speak English. For me, it was actually not my parents. It was my family back in El Salvador. Like, they were telling my parents, they are like, um, 
what are you guys doing? Like, you need to start speaking English to her because she's, like, not going to be successful if you don't speak English to her. And I feel like that's such a, like, a sad mentality that a lot of them have is that, like, our, our success, like, has to come from us, like, conforming to, like... I get to, like, an American identity, which, yeah, like, we're in America, but it's, like, so sad that, like, they, that they've been taught that if we speak, like, our language, there's no chance of us being anything here, and so my parents didn't want me to lose my Spanish. Unfortunately, I did. Like I said, I def I should have been in How'd that Telemundo interview go? Yeah, the, oh my god, <laughs> I literally, like, I speak Spanglish, it's so bad, like, there will be there will be times where like does anyone know Spanish and I don't raise my hand because it's just embarrassing like when my Spanish is so bad like it's not like I can definitely have a conversation with someone but there will be words that I say in English because I will not try to learn and it's like how do you say superintendent yeah like superintendent like I don't know how to say I don't that know how to say in my language either. please tell me how to <laughs> if you are a I Spanish know. speaker let, let me know. Karen know educate me because my Spanish is so bad but yeah in kindergarten I should have been in a program because I knew no English like I was literally like um, I was little laughing out there. Like I was really like just trying to make it through. <laughs> I don't know how they didn't like snatch me and put me into a program, but I wasn't in one. No, yeah. And I just, I mean, at, at an age like that, you do learn quickly. Mm-hmm. And everybody, ev- like every single kid that I was in a classroom with, like knew English. So I picked up pretty quickly by first grade. Like all remnants of Spanish was gone. Like I wasn't speaking Spanish at home. So. Um, very quickly, like, like, I forgot the first language that I grew up speaking, which I feel like sometimes is really sad. Like, I understand that, yeah, although it's not the official language of America, like, we do speak English here, so in a sense, kids do need to, you know, they do need to know English to be successful in the public school system, because if not, they're not going to understand. But I guess it's kind of sad how they just, like, wipe it, like, away from us, which isn't entirely their fault, because, yeah, like... I could have kept speaking Spanish at home, but also if I would have kept speaking Spanish at home, I would have come to school and, you know, everything would be undone. But, yeah, that is a sad reality of the ESL and the ELL programs. I I like to joke sometimes, like, when I mess stuff up in English, that English isn't my first language. I'm like, (laughs) you can't say that. English is not my first language. You you can't make fun of me. It was. (laughs) Um, I learned English and Vietnamese, like, at the same time um, growing up. My parents... Um, my mom, I think she came to the States. My dad was in the States for much longer than she was, but my mom came to the States the year that she was pregnant with me. So she did not know, like she was also taking English learning classes actually. Um, but she wasn't, um, like speaking it to me at home, obviously, cause she had also just gotten here and I was just born. Um, <laughs> but like, I was not like, people were not speaking to me. Um, in English at home, the English that I learned was from watching, like, Disney Channel, mm-hmm. Nickelodeon. Like, my mom, like, made sure that I was learning English, though. So despite the fact that she didn't know it herself, she made sure that, like, we, like, we would watch TV shows together. And that's how she would learn English, too. So it was kind of, like, this, like, bonding experience for us where we would both learn. But I just, yeah, it is really sad that, like, because I'm, like, I like to say I have a native fluency in Vietnamese because... I can't read it. Mm-hmm. I can't write it. But if you want me to have a, I can have a full conversation with you. I'm able to like, um, like pull from context clues if I don't know what a word is. Like, I, if you use it in a sentence, I know what you mean. Um, the thing is though, like I have like an American accent when I speak Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. I obviously like don't hear 
myself. But, like, when I'm speaking, because I only speak Vietnamese to my parents. Like, if I meet a Vietnamese person, they are probably not going to understand me because <laughs> of my accent. Um, so they're going to be like, what are you talking about? Um, or, like, Vietnamese people are, like, the language, if you're, like, fluent, you they speak so fast. And I'm like, I cannot, like, register <laughs> what you're saying. Um, but, like, I only speak it with my parents. And so that's why I like to say I have a native fluency. I think it's, like, really sad because I wish I knew more. Like, I wish I knew how to read and write. And I wish my parents, like, did kind of, like, force me to, like... Because I remember they, like, suggested I take, like, Vietnamese classes. Like, and I was like, no, I don't want to. Um, but, like, I kind of wish they, like, forced me to do it or, like... They taught me because my dad also speaks like Chinese. I forget which like dialects. I think he knows a few. But like I wish he taught me that. And I feel like the reason they held back was because they didn't want me to get confused by like mm-hmm. three languages. Yeah. But now it's like I wish, like I so wish I knew Chinese or something because so many people speak it. And so I do wish I was more fluent in like my native languages. And it just kind of sucks because like, like same with you coming like when they came to America, like they had family members and they had people that like friends that have already been in America with children say that like you need to don't speak to them in Vietnamese or don't speak to them mm-hmm. like that at home because they're gonna get to school they're gonna be confused I'm like give me some credit I know the difference between English and Vietnamese mm-hmm. like um and like now it's like oh being bilingual is so cool like everybody exactly. like everybody wants to know a second language and I always remember when it was um oh my goodness what's her name some royalty like fam- like pr- uh is she Princess Kate or is she now um Kate Middleton, whatever, her daughter, mm-hmm. um, like, people were praising because, like, her daughter knew English and, like, she was learning, a set, like, French or something, yes. and she was, like, three years old. So it's, like, why are white children and white people um, getting praise when they're, like, oh, like, that's so smart. Like, they're mm-hmm. learning, you're putting them into a second language. But when it comes to, like, kids that are actually born to these families who speak different languages or, like, immigrant families then it's, like, weird. Like, it's not okay for them because, oh, they're going to get confused. Like, they're not smart because they know more than I one agree. language. Yeah. It's definitely weird. Like, when I was younger, I was so embarrassed that I spoke Spanish. Same, like, I, w- I would never speak it. Like, I would literally be like, no, I don't know Spanish. Like, like I would what? speak to my parents like, in English. Like, what is that? Like, I, I, like, vividly remember, like, kids making fun of, like, cartoons, like, like Dora or, like, Nihao Kailan because that's, like, what was on, like, Nick Jr., and that's what I would watch when I was, like, in, in first grade. And, like, I love those shows. I ate it up. Whoever <laughs> made those shows, thank you, because they were great. But, um, like, kids would talk about them, and they'd be like, that's weird. And yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that is so weird. <laughs> and so, like, now that I'm no. older, I feel so bad. Like, I wish that I could, like, tell my younger self, no, like, it, like, keep learning. Because now that I'm older and, like, there are kids whose Spanish are so nice, like, I... I wish that my Spanish was that good. Like, I'm lucky that I still know some of it because I know there are some kids who, like, don't get taught because their parents genuinely just don't want them to know it. And, like, in that, you know, for whatever reason that may be. So I know that I'm lucky in that sense that I know, like, some of it, but I wish that I was fluent. Yeah. Like, I went to Span- I So at our high school, Malden, <laughs> we had a class called Spanish for Heritage Speakers. So if you were, if you grew up, like, learning Spanish, you weren't put in the same Spanish classes, like, that I would have put in with Julie. Julie didn't take Spanish, but just as an example, because there are certain things that we already know that we don't have to go through. So, like, conjugating, we talked about it, but we didn't have to learn it because we subconsciously do it. So, it's like, why sit here and teach kids how to conjugate if they're already doing it by themselves? But, like, as, like, I was learning, I realized, I was like, I know nothing. Like, I'm a disgrace to, like, Salvadorians because my teacher, my teacher, she is white. And she asked, she you know, she was sitting here and she was talking about Spanglish with us because one of the biggest, like, problems that most of 
I, at least in that class had was we were like no Savo kids like we literally would would speak Spanglish and we didn't even know and so she kept telling us like oh you guys are speaking Spanglish and I was getting so mad I was like this woman does not know what she's talking about and she asked us to say um, carpet in Spanish and all of us were like oh carpeta guys that is not what car- <laughs> that is not carpet that is not carpet that means folder and I was out beanered like I was like oh my god and I literally sat there I went home I was so mad I was like mommy like why didn't you tell me that that is not how you say carpet like I literally looked so stupid and we all said it with our chest like we were like carpeta and then she's like no it's actually alfombra and I was like I was like, you know, I feel lied to. I feel so lied to. And so I was like, oh my God. And so I like, I blame, I blame me having to learn English. I'll always blame. Blame the public school system. I blame the public school system. But to go off of what Julie said before about like this flip between like, um, like us growing up knowing a different language but other people being praised for learning a new one it's so weird like when someone's like oh i actually know a little bit no yeah like when a white person knows like five spanish words they're like like, the most educated person in the world and everyone's like oh my god like that must have taken so much effort and i feel like we don't give credit to like the immigrants who come here or and have to learn english Mm -hmm. english is the hardest language in the world to to learn and you know like maybe next to chinese (laughs) yeah like and like, that's somewhere where I guess, like, Ju- Julie and I experienced privilege because we got to, like, grow up with it. And I I can't remember because I was so young, but I didn't necessarily have a struggle learning it. Same. And, like, if you, like, I know that at Mom had, again, we're, like, so diverse. We had kids, like, who had just immigrated their junior year into high school. And that is so difficult. Not only, like, learning the language, but also, like, socially, like, coming into a school where, like, other kids aren't speaking your language and you're, like, an outcast, and, like, you're seeing kids who look like you, but they aren't you, because, like, on this podcast, we talk a lot about how, like, white people will never understand the struggle that we go through, and that's definitely the same for, like, me, and, like, there was one girl who had just immigrated from um, El Salvador our senior year, and I will never understand that struggle that she went through, because I was lucky enough to grow up here, and she just got here her senior year at 18 years old. She's trying to make friends. She's trying to graduate. She's trying to learn English, and that is... Like, that is insane, and I feel like we don't give those kids enough credit because English is so difficult. Like, we literally have three different theirs. Like, uh, come on. That is so... <laughs> and they're all spelled differently, and kids who live here still don't know how to use the right form. That's why so, I literally... Like, I love using that against people because I'm like, you were born here, mm-hmm. your parents spoke English, there is no there's excuse no why excuse. you shouldn't. If I know exactly. how to use my their, their, theirs, mm-hmm. why don't you? Exactly. Um, and... I don't know. That's why, like, my heart literally literally breaks, like, whenever, like, especially a white person, but whenever anyone's, like, oh, like, why can't they just speak English? And it's, like, we, like, I don't understand why, like... You don't even know your grammar rules. Like, Like, learn your grammar rules first. We have absolutely no right to be sitting here, like, come on, like, just just learn English like it's it's so difficult and one like they're they're trying their absolute best and it's like for us for you to sit there and be learning like French or Spanish and be like oh like I'm so educated like like I'm literally slaying the day and then when they're trying to learn like our language with they shouldn't even have to feel like that pressure to assimilate and have to learn English because it's not even our official language and for you to like sit there and bash someone because they're not they're not picking it up as quickly as the person who grew up here did like, you're a shitty person. You really are. And there's, like, no other way to put it. And I'm not going to try and be nice about it. You're a shitty person. And you have to literally, like, you have to you have to reevaluate your morals because you are not, like, I'm not going to sit here and praise you because you're learning a second language. Yeah. And 
it also brings me to my second point about how there's definitely like this there's this like switch almost because when we're younger it's like english 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 yep, yep. and then once we get to like sophomore year we're we're finally old enough to get jobs and we're starting our resumes and they're like do you know a second language yep. and it's like yes and like that is perfect they're gonna hire you right away they're gonna love that and it's like wait but like when i was younger i was told that this second language was going to be what set me back from yep. like everything that would make me successful so it's kind of like what do you want me to do like what parts of like my identity am i like when how come i have to pick and choose when it's gonna like get me ahead and i feel like that's so like i don't know that's Ugh, it's mind-boggling That to was me. really well said. Thanks. <laughs> that was really good. We're slaying, guys. You are slaying. I don't know. I think it's, like, I can kind of joke about it and, like, look back and, like, make it lighthearted. But, like, it's really sad. Because, like, like you said, like, growing up, I was so embarrassed to know another language. Like, kids literally made fun. Like, I didn't speak Chinese, but, like, that was, like, one of the big languages they made fun of because it just sounds so different from English. And I just felt, like, so... I remember feeling so ashamed. And, like, because, like, if you're racist or if you're white or if you're, like, a child, all the Asian languages look and sound the same to you. So I was, like, they're going to think the same of, like, Vietnamese if they hear it. So it's, like, even though they sound nothing alike. Mm -hmm. um, but I was... I just remember feeling so ashamed when kids would make fun of different languages like that and like they would try to like mimic the sounds and stuff because i was like who who raised you and it's also who like raised it's you it's never the same like it's always like i'm not going to say it now because i'm not going to encourage people to continue doing it but it's like those little phrases that everyone would use like when referring to chinese like and you guys all know them you know which ones are coming to your mind already it's like that that isn't even what the language sounds like like i don't even know where you guys got that mm -hmm. from so yeah that was always really sad or like when they know like the swear swear words in their language, I used and those to get so annoyed because it's like you're still making fun of the language yes, in a way. Like exactly. you're only choosing to learn, like you're choosing to ignore the real language, mm -hmm. and you're learning all these swear words for fun or whatever. And like, please, like, let's not. I don't know. It just felt. It was just middle school was so dark. Like yeah, elementary, yeah. middle school, like public school mm -hmm. was just such a dark time for like. And I'm glad that now, like, we they are making like huge strides in terms of diversity, inclusion, equity, all that fun stuff. Um, but like back when we were in school, it was not like that at all. Nowadays, like even with my brother, who's only like he's three grades below me, but um, two and a half years younger, I can see the difference in his education. Like, mm -hmm. the kids are so much more, like, inclusive and accepting, and they're, like, um, and, like, even in his, like, elementary and middle school experience, it was so different from mine, even though we're only three grades apart. Um, and so, like, that is definitely a good move, but, like, going, like, what we went through, and, like, no one should ever feel ashamed of, like, where they come from or mm -hmm. where their family is from. Like, now, like, I appreciate it so much because I would hate to be white, <laughs> um, and have no culture. I feel really terrible for you guys. I feel really bad for all the white people out there. But, like, that's what you deserve because, like, and nowadays, you know how they're all, like, black fishing and Asian fishing mm -hmm. and, like, trying yeah. to be, like, a culture, like, um, cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, like, that's, that's really great because you all made fun of us back when we were kids and now you just want to be us. And I think that's really funny because now it's like, oh, speaking more than one language, having all this culture, like, having parents that, like, aren't from America, like, that's so cool, like, that's, and that's why I get annoyed when white people, like, when they do, like, a DNA test or whatever, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, I'm actually, like, 10% this and 20% this and blah, 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 and it's, like, the whole time, these are countries from Europe, like, you're white, like, that's literally yes. what you are, and you're trying to make it seem like you're this super, like, diverse, like, person, and you're not, it's never going to be the same for you, um, and so, I don't know, a part of me is just, like, 
a big part of me is sad, but a big part of me is also just, like, super angry. I used to want to be white so mm, bad. Like, I remember, like, that was such a big part. That and has some, to be a completely that different has to, episode. Write it down. That's a whole <laughs> new episode. But, like, I, just, like, touching on it a little bit now, I used to be, I used to want to be white so bad. I had Barbies growing up. I wanted to have, I told my mom, I was like, I want to dye my hair blonde. I want, like, that was such a big, and so glad I did I get, like, <laughs> like oh, we have... I can't, like, I can't get to, into this it. This has to be a different episode, episode, but I literally used to search up, like, ways to lighten your eyes, and I did the whole honey and water thing. I don't know what, it, it definitely fucked up my eyes, because I literally would You put, put honey, honey in your eyes? Honey and water, because I saw on Pinterest that it made no. your eyes lighter. Didn't do anything. They didn't tell you that it doesn't work for black eyes. Like, if you <laughs> have black eyes, that shit's not like, gonna work. But I do, just, like, because of what Julie said, like, I, I feel like that it was definitely, maybe not the honey and water, but that was a universal experience, was not wanting to be who you were, and that will yep. be a different episode, that's, that's guys. That's a totally different episode. We but pinky like... promise, and that one will be so good, but we just... We don't have enough time we, to get into that now. <laughs> yeah, but, like, just, like, moving on from that point. But, yeah, I used to want to, like, I used to be, so, like, so ashamed of, like, where I was from, where my family was from, and it just angers me that now, like, they're trying to, like, adopt our culture into theirs and make it their own, and, like, that is colonization. Like, please, mm-hmm. please stop. And, like, one other thing, too, and this can go into the episode about wanting to be white, but, like, I remember I used to get made fun of because I would have, like, those cute school supplies that were, like, Hello Kitty and, like, Sanrio and, like, all that stuff, and I would feel, like, so, like, embarrassed. Like, it was cute, and I loved it because I was a kid, but I was, like, I felt so embarrassed because, like, everyone had just, like, name brand stuff, like, the basic, like, classic school supplies. No, literally. Um, and now, literally, everyone, like, was obsessed with, like, Hello Kitty and, like, all these, like, little, like, Asian brands, and I'm like, okay, this is great, because mm-hmm. I literally used to get made fun of for my school supplies, and now this is what you uh, have. There's, like, there's now so it's much, your set. There's yeah. so much to unpack, but we're gonna go back to ESL, because mm-hmm. that will be for a different episode. Definitely, but, like, just to bring everything that we said together, ESL can be helpful, but I feel like at its core, because I saw, like, my friends, I wasn't, like, I didn't know Julie yet when she was going through it, so I can't speak for, like, Julie, but I know that one of my other close friends at the time, like, she was in, in ESL until eighth grade, and, like, she was fluent in Portuguese and English, like, way better at me in English, and I was like, I'm literally a disgrace in both cultures, like, I literally can't pick a struggle, and <laughs> I just didn't understand why she was going, and, um... And it took forever for her to test out, like, her mom didn't want her in it anymore. Like, it was proven time and time again that she did not need that class. And I, like, couldn't wrap my head around why they were, like, having trouble letting go of this girl. And I was like, like, what are we so worried about? And so I guess, like, ESL at its core to me, and I, like, I didn't have to take it, so I could be very wrong. I feel like it's just another way to get kids to, like, conform to, like, the American identity and, like, forcing them to, like, wipe them of themselves like wipe themselves of like what they're learning at home and I get like the idea behind it is like teaching the kids you know but but also like it takes them out of the classrooms these kids are being taken out of like class time to learn English and so like yeah is it helpful like maybe are they learning sure but there are so many other ways to help these kids like and I don't think that ESL is doing that for them Obviously, there are pros to it. If a child is genuinely struggling with learning English, maybe they just moved here, or maybe their parents, you know, don't really have the resources to teach them. That's perfectly fine. But they're just, like, at least, like, yeah, based on my personal experience and what I went through and what, like, I saw others go through, it was a complete waste of time for me. I did not need those classes. They kept putting me in them. Um, 
But yeah, that that's just my personal experience. That's our little ESL rant. There is a lot more we can totally unpack, but we are actually going to be late to our next meeting. <laughs> so um, thank you all for joining us on this week's episode of Minor Inconveniences. Tune in for next week where we just totally unpack our trauma about wanting to be <laughs> white. That's going to be a really good episode. But yeah, this is Karen.